1: From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them.
0: We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time.
1: It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness.
0: This week on the podcast, we have a conversation with plant-based culinary expert and author Summer Sanders. As the creative force behind Local Juicery and lead instructor at the former Matthew Kenny Culinary Institute, she became a champion for a plant-inspired lifestyle after beginning the journey of self-healing from a lifetime of low self-esteem and disordered eating. On this episode, Summer shares with us her journey to food freedom after painful struggles with food and eating disorders. She also explores how she was able to heal her Navy SEAL husband both mentally and physically after deployments through a plant-filled detox regimen, and discovered her mission to educate, inspire, and help feed others. In 2014,
1: Summer opened her storefront, Local Juicery, With locations in Sedona and Flagstaff, Local Juicery offers superfood-filled cold-pressed juices, smoothies, tonics, and meals, along with an online shop featuring Summer's collection of adaptogenic superfoods and organic plant-based pantry staples. Summer is also the author of Raw and Radiant and Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul. A book that grounds you into the intrinsic beauty of plant-based foods while elevating you with inspired skincare recipes and routines that tap into your inner glow and intuition. The book is visually stunning and goes beyond the food and awakens the senses and shines light on a new way of connecting to your health. From topics like beauty, hormones and cleansing to motherhood and meditation, this book has something for everyone. Summer's journey is truly inspiring and we can't wait for you to hear this episode. Share your thoughts and tag us on
0: Instagram at Courageous Wellness. This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Guys, I am so excited to share our new sponsor, Milk and Honey, with you because I have been using their baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long when i decided that i wanted to make the switch to a clean aluminum free deodorant i tried so many different brands and each and every time i was plagued with those red itchy bumps under my arm on top of not feeling confident whatsoever that i did not smell milk and honey not only never once gave me those pesky little red bumps but also passed the smell test even after some of Ellie's toughest workout tests. This is my ride or die deodorant, and we are so excited to partner with them. Milk and Honey is a
1: line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper-clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk & Honey is a female-founded and funded brand, and in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. If you want to try Milk & Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also
0: find the direct link in our show notes. This episode is brought to you by Ned. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I struggle with anxiety that can often lead to disruption in my sleep. When I first learned about CBD being a natural and powerful solution to anxiety, sleep disorders, muscle pain, headaches, and so much more, I became very passionate about finding the best source to put in my body. Enter Ned. NED is a wellness brand offering science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer holistic alternatives to prescription and over-the-counter medicine. They only grow the highest quality full-spectrum CBD extracted from organically grown hemp plants and sourced from an independent farm in Colorado. I love that I can trust their transparent sourcing and that they always offer the cleanest product. I have now been taking the Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil 750 milligram tincture twice daily and have truly noticed a massive shift in my overall mood and anxiety levels. While I don't often
1: struggle with anxiety, I regularly use and love NED's natural cycle collections of salves, tinctures, and roll-ons to support hormone balance and ease period symptoms. These products source 100% organic and wild-crafted botanicals and are slow-crafted from seed to bottle by a group of extraordinary women. All NED products are also non-psychotropic. If you wanna check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for the Courageous Wellness audience. Go to www.helloned.com forward slash CW podcast. That is H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash CW podcast to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. We know that you're gonna love these products, so you can
0: also find the direct link in our show notes. Welcome, Summer. We're so excited to have you today. Um, To get started, can you walk us through your personal journey to wellness and the plant-based life?
2: Yes, absolutely. It's very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Well, I guess my wellness journey is, it's very sporadic. There's been a lot of different aspects of it. I was born in 1986 on a self-sustainable farm at home in the middle of nowhere (laughs) um so that kind of right there is a snapshot of my parents um my mom was completely into living off the grid she i always say she was like wearing birkenstocks and socks and shooting wheatgrass shots before it was popular and um just really cool people my dad well godfather but i call him dad was a biodynamic is a biodynamic organic gardener and we're actually working on one right outside my house right now good time for that um so i grew up with really healthy you know people that were really trying to live a lifestyle that was um in line with what they believed good health was i Um, Never saw a doctor. My mom was my doctor. I never had to go to the hospital or anything like that. I was lucky, I guess, in that way. So super off the grid, very not conventional at all. That was kind of my introduction. And but like, I think many, we moved to Arizona, that was in the middle of Missouri, in the middle of nowhere, and when I was about four, we moved to Sedona, Arizona. My mom came, she was just looking for community, she was feeling isolated, needing to find something that was more in line with where her spiritual path was leading her, which Sedona is a place, a Mecca for that. <laughs> um, so we actually came to visit and we never went We never went back. Um, I grew up in Sedona and um, I think like many, I kind of, the media was a really big part of my life. I always wanted to be a singer from the time I was like, very little. It was what I wanted to do. I wrote songs and I played piano and I just wanted to be on stage. Um, but what comes along with that is seeing, you know, the media watching Britney Spears back then when I was like, what was it like 12 or something? and and trying to fit into this um, box that I really wasn't. I wasn't um, that, and I was trying to make myself into that um, from a really young age. And um, that for me was kind of like the breakdown because I remember at 12 years old, I went on a trip to Europe with my mom. And we were eating a lot of bread and ice cream and you know, yummy things that you do when you're in Europe. And I remember looking in the mirror, I was in a swimsuit because we had just been in the, um, the lake and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm fat. And I'm 12 and I'm super skinny. I have pictures from that trip, but it was like this um, this you know, body dysmorphic disorder starting at that age. So I can pinpoint that time. And I think there's a lot of things. So that was the beginning of kind of my eating disorders, which progressed as I got older. When I was 15, it turned into uh, um, bulimia, anorexia, kind of back and forth, which I couldn't even name. I didn't even know what it was. I had no idea. I just And other girls in high school were doing that. I got really lost in the world of media and perfectionism. And I have a lot of things which I feel have contributed to that beyond the media, which are, you know, abandonments and things with my biological father and stepdad, just stuff that I feel has contributed to that, like wanting to be perfect, wanting to be this perfect person so that no one leaves you or, you know, which I think is just um, something I, I think a lot of women struggle with and men too. But, um, So that continued on, my eating disorders, which I hid very well. So my mom had zero idea. And I was always um, super interested in, you know, diets and like this diet and that diet and working out. And so it kind of looked healthy, you know, from the outside. It was like, oh, she's just really into like being healthy and taking care of herself, Um, which in one way was true. I wanted to be healthy, but I didn't even have a grasp of what health was at that point. Um, so I think I was going over this in my head last night. I was thinking, so when was the point that I had like a switch? And it was when I was about 23 going on 24, something just changed. And I, you know, my mom's awesome. She was always sending me, you know, I went to this thing called the Hoffman Institute when I was 19, which was this week of like self inquiry and these really cool concepts that are way beyond probably where I was but it set some good foundations um as a 19 year old I could take those with me um so when I was 23 24 those started to like really solidify some of the things I learned and the books my mom had continually be, be, had been giving me but two books that really supported my journey were one called The Presence Process by Michael Brown which is like a, a 7 to 11 week um, process of breath work and deep inquiry. And then I'm sure a lot of people know Byron Katie, the work super helpful for me. So right around that time I just started really using. It's like, oh my brain finally is working. I don't know why, but I had gone through kind of my dark night of the soul, I guess is what we call it when I, I was living in San Francisco. I was totally broke. I had a series of really unfortunate relationships. I was 20 pounds heavier than my not normal weight was. I was toxic. I just felt like shit, felt terrible and emotionally, physically, mentally. And I remember just kind of like fetal position crying as I think happens to many people. <laughs> I've heard these stories and it's like, yeah, that was me. Um, so I, I was kind of a the end of it i was just like i give up like i don't i don't know what to do i was so miserable and so it was right around that time and i got sick and um these books i had these books and i was really sick and i was like okay well i'm just gonna try this i'm just gonna try doing this process which i did the presence process and i started it and just within the first week i had like this emotional lift and um that I can say was the time when my eating disorder stopped in um, like this physical manifestation of it. I stopped everything. And it's interesting too, because I was 20 pounds heavier and I had an eating disorder, you know? So I think it's often people think you have to be really skinny to be having an eating disorder.
0: I was always my heaviest when I was like trying to be my thinnest. And I think that's such an interesting concept about, I I didn't have an eating disorder. I was 50 pounds heavier actually than I am now. But um, it's just this interesting concept, right, of you're trying so hard to be thin, Mm -hmm. um, but you're – it just – it doesn't work that way, right? It's really about honoring and loving yourself in order to – and it's complicated. It's not. This is not easy work, as you and I'm no. sure, because, like you said, it was from twelve to twenty three. So that's a yeah. really long time, right? So, yeah. was like you said, you had this aha moment, right? And you were starting to do the work. How did your relationship with food start to really transform? Because I'm sure, um, I'm sure it, it might it took some time. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's.
2: First of all, like, yeah, what you said about the self love and everything, I feel so aligned with that. And I feel like just now at 34, I'm really getting that and I thought I got it a while ago. So it's, it's just cool. It's always, you know, we're always learning and Um, But with the food, so backtrack a little bit. When I was 17, I worked for a raw food cafe in Sedona. Um, It's now called Chocolate Tree, which is really popular, but it was called Sedona Raw Cafe when I worked there. And I got obsessed with raw food because we were making this amazing stuff. The, with these raw chocolates and I at 17 I went raw for two weeks because I was working there and I remember just feeling absolutely amazing I remember waking up and I was like oh my god I don't have circles under my eyes mm. and just like seeing this change in myself and like what what I was interested in um, and I got interest, introduced to like David Wolf and Matthew Kenny and all these inspir- inspiring people doing this stuff so that was living in me um even through all this, just that experience of the raw food and how I felt. And so um, when I was 23, I got really sick. I took a Bikram yoga class and I, the guy that the teacher was really militant and this was in San Diego and he didn't want us to leave the room and I was really hot and overheating, but I felt so um, embarrassed to leave the room that I didn't and I should have. But in a way, you know, everything happens for a reason. I do believe that. So I'm grateful um, because it, I got really sick. I think something with my hypothalamus or something. I, I I don't even know what it was, but I was down for two weeks and I couldn't eat. I was feverish, lots of problems, but it forced me to do kind of this cleanse. So I did just juices and teas and I came out of that feeling so Good because sometimes I feel like fevers are an opportunity. There's almost a portal there. And I, at least in my experience, when I'm having these fever dreams, I don't take medication for these things. I don't take Advil or anything or Tylenol to stop my fever, unless you know it were at a very unhealthy temperature. But so I let myself go to those places. And you can kind of, I'm sure maybe you both have experienced that where these fever dreams, so to, mm-hmm. so to speak. But when I'm in those fever dreams, I feel like I had, I don't know, like some kind of experience that changed me a little bit. And maybe it was just the heat burning off some of the ridiculousness of my, of my past, but I woke up from that two weeks and I was changed. And I literally never like look back. That was the turning point for me. I went hundred percent raw. That, wow. <laughs> and my life changed, so um, I lost all the weight without even trying, and a lot of it, I think, was m- not even the food. it was more the emotional detox because you can go on a cleanse and lose weight and you gain it all back right like, people have that happen all the time i've I've done that, but i started shedding deep patterns, deep you know things, just this emotional weight that I didn't even know I was carrying. I was washing it down with wine and like, you know, keeping and just having this um, really toxic kind of relationship with myself. So um, that's when my diet and the food and the plant-based entered. And it was pretty much overnight for me because I felt so radically different waking up from that two weeks.
1: Wow. That's, you know, it's interesting talking about the emotional component of that. I think that's Key, you know, we can have. Oftentimes, people struggle with disordered eating, and as you were saying, these sort of patterns had been in your life for whatever that ten-year period. But um, that's sometimes like the obvious thing that you can see. But but the other component of it, which I think you just touched on, which I think a lot of people, not consciously, also deal with, Mm -hmm. is that sort of emotional holding on. And, and, and I can relate to that. And I haven't even had, I mean, we all have emotional relationships with food, right? But okay. yeah. Erica's story is more sort of aligned with that as far as like a weight loss process, that type of thing. But I can relate to it, even someone who has not overtly struggled with disordered yeah. eating. But I've had these bursts of time in my life where it's like been like a shedding, yeah. and my body responds to that, which is really interesting. It just shows you how our emotions, um, maybe our sense of self, our spiritual life, whatever—all of it, our physical body—all of it can is really interconnected.
0: Absolutely, yeah, so big yeah I think it I I I agree completely and I think that part of your story right like you had this moment like you were getting there right you were reading the books you went to this institute then you got sick and then everything was able to really transform Mm -hmm. and you were able to find this way of life and eating that worked for you and um And, and like you said, get the body that you had always wanted, lose the weight. And I think even with myself, you know, I lost 50 pounds six or seven years ago now. I don't even know how long, but it hasn't come back. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think like you said, like you can go on a raw food diet, you can become plant based, you can do a juice cleanse, but if you don't do that internal work or have Mm -hmm. like a real reason why, it's not going to last. Like you can lose 30 pounds and gain 50 back or lose 10, gain 20. I think everybody listening has probably experienced that. And so um, again, like similarly, I think because my 50 pounds came off because it was truly from a place of like, oh, I love myself Mm -hmm. and I love this body I'm in. Even if it's 50 pounds heavier, when the weight came off, it didn't come back because it wasn't from a place of, diet, you know, or trying to punish my body anymore.
2: Totally. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful.
0: So I'm curious, you sort of have, you know, it's like a
1: 10 years to an overnight kind of thing, right? Like a 10 year journey to Mm -hmm. an overnight moment. And then um, what, so then you're like full in, in this, in this lifestyle, um, especially from like a culinary and diet perspective for yourself and the way that you choose to eat and nourish Mm -hmm. yourself what did that, I mean, it seems like you had some groundwork. You worked at a raw food cafe. So it wasn't like you were a total novice jumping into this sort of life, but what did that start to look like for you? And how, how did it, I mean, yes, you've done this emotional work. So all of a sudden this new sort of way of eating is not going to necessarily become restrictive, Mm -hmm. but there are certain sort of criteria that you've, that now choose to follow. So how does that, how do you incorporate that into your life in a healthful way? Yeah. then Also become an eating disorder. That's the question because it did become an eating disorder. Okay.
2: Okay. So I, um, at first it was just like, oh my God, this is mind blowing. I feel amazing. And I started, I dived in, I was, um, Making meal plans for people. People were asking me what I was doing, so I started to write a book about it, so I could share my recipes with everyone. I um, and then it became an identity. You know, it's like some of the raw foodists, and it, it was like, um, oh, I can't eat even steamed broccoli because that would go against my, you know, because I have this perfectionism, like this, like I need to do this perfectly kind of personality, um, and so. I was raw for about two years and towards the end of it, um, I had like a, well, okay. So there's kind of a, I got pregnant, um, and I got pregnant. So, you know, a lot of people, when they go raw or they lose too much weight or what, whatever happens, um, they lose their cycle. Mm. So I lost my cycle. I didn't have my cycle and I didn't think I was, I wasn't very in tune with my body. I was what, 20. Six when that happened and 26 or 27 and I ended up getting pregnant with my son and I didn't even have a cycle so I didn't even know I was ovulating I didn't even know that so I was very not in touch and so my pregnancy was a bit of a shake-up because I didn't want to be raw I, I ended up being having a vegan pregnancy with my son Um, with lots of supplements and whatnot. But even, and I hate to say this, but even through my pregnancy, I felt, you know, oh, like a bit restrictive, like, oh, I don't want to gain too much weight. I don't want to, you know, like, what if I would gain, because you hear all these stories of people gaining a ton of weight and not being able to lose it. And I was very body focused at that time. It was just where I was. I was, um, so, I didn't gain that much weight. I gained a healthy amount of weight. I dropped it, but I went back to being raw after, after my son was born. And I was still like kind of in this weird in-between phase. But again, um, I ended up getting sick. I could barely walk up the stairs in our house. I was like so weak. And so I was just over it because I had this kid who was breastfeeding and I was like wanting to be a good role model for my child, but feeling so sick with myself and stick with like kind of my where my focus was which is this so like i don't know looks and like body versus like internal and um real true happiness which i don't think i even knew what that was at that point i had had glimpses but um so again i overnight (laughs) decided I wasn't going to be vegan or raw or anything anymore and the next day I had I went to the store and I got like wild buffalo and I (laughs) made that and I was like within three days I felt amazing and I was like started running and just eating you know like I think that was like in the it was like 2013 or something and Bulletproof Diet or Dave Asprey Mm -hmm. was starting and Chris Kressler where like Kressler was starting to be popular so I was Kind of looking to that for inspiration, yeah um and I'm so glad that I did because though I don't eat that way now um it really helped me and I think I my body was deficient and a lot of and oh by the way, I had a Instagram called raw food love at that time and i I think I had like sixteen thousand followers like a lot of people that were like really into my raw food life and I was like, well, I'm not raw anymore, so I have to be authentic about this and I shared it and I got like hate mail and death threats and like you're a horrible person and and that was a hard for me too because I was like oh gosh these people are really like mad at me for taking care of myself in the Mm -hmm. way that I so that was interesting but I did I just had to like nourish myself and my husband um an ex-Navy SEAL at the time he was still in the SEALs and um so he was like we're always trying to like fit into my raw food diet, you know, cause that's how I'm cooking for our family and stuff is like very vegan. But he was so happy when I started eating. Again, like, he I was just like, oh yeah. And I got really into it, but like now I, um, I don't, you know, even in that time it was like, okay, I'm bulletproof now. So I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm not going to eat any, no this or that. Or, and you know, I can't, I, at this point in my life, I'm 34 and I have zero rules for my mm-hmm. diet, like zero. If I feel like it, I'm going to indulge in something. If we're, you know, like uh, sugar, dairy, whatever it is, I'm just going to, I'm going to have it if I want to. And I know the effects it has on me and I decide. Yeah. And
1: I think, you know, your story it's, it's very relatable. And I love, um, now that we're getting to hear and have this conversation with this place, it sounds like that you're in with a lot of freedom with, and, um, that you can, you know, we talk about this a lot. There's like all these labels, especially with like diets and ways of eating and lifestyle. But at the end of the day, if you really, you know our bodies are really intelligent and if you find something that works for you and i think everybody can agree no matter who you are if you want to optimize health right like that vegetables are going to be probably the main component of a healthful right. diet right okay. but other than that you know it can look slightly different for for everybody and i actually like i really relate to this too even though you guys share sort of the disordered eating stuff and that kind of that history you know when I was healing you talking about these moments of getting sick and like having these sort of aha moments with your Mm -hmm. body coming Mm -hmm. out on the other side of that and when I was um healing from multiple surgeries that I had had for cancer for a tumor Mm -hmm. that I had on my back I was 29 I'm I'm your age I'm 34 and um and I hadn't had meat in four years and I was dairy free. I wasn't full vegan. I'd have some eggs sometimes and, and fish, but yeah. um, I, my body was screaming at me to go buy a piece of red meat. Yeah. Um, when I was healing, like screaming for like over a week and I finally had to listen to it and it was that first, you know, piece of meat for me in four years. Cause I think I was really deficient at that time, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't eat this. I'm a vegetarian. This, right. da, 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 da. And so, of you know, I went, I tried to, I sourced a, a good quality piece for myself and I experimented with that and I felt amazing. And people started commenting to me, like my boyfriend was like, oh, I've never seen you have this much energy. I didn't know you in this. I've never known you in this way. Or, um, and it wasn't all of a sudden like not, I didn't all of a sudden become a carnivore, but like all of a sudden give yourself permission. I think that's something that your story is like really um, highlighting is that when we give ourselves permission to fuel ourselves in a way that we may need at that time, right? Like maybe this time for you where you say like, I don't really eat this way anymore, but maybe that doesn't serve you right now to eat that Exactly.
0: And I think your story
1: really can be sort of an inspiration as far as that like we ebb and flow in our life too, right? And our cycles and all these different things Mm -hmm. and that that's okay. And it might look different now than it did 10 years ago or two years ago or whatever.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's everything you said is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think
0: what really resonates with me and I think what is so great about your story, and it reminds me of something we had Robin Euclid on our podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah, Yeah, she's wonderful. But she talks about this concept of um, there is no there, right? Like Mm -hmm. there doesn't exist. Like Mm -hmm. even though like you could be in this great place with food and your body and have a diet that's working for you. But in a year it might not be. And I think like just when I heard her talk about that, I was like, that's, I think that's the key is to realize that we're constantly evolving and changing and like Ali's story, right? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, being a dairy-free vegetarian worked for her for many years until it didn't. Until it didn't. Exactly. And then I think being okay with that, right? I think that's just a good kind of way to live your life in food choices and in anything that you do. Yes. Um, but, you know, to to continue our conversation, too, to the work you do now, because you do so much incredible work and you Thank seem you. to have find a found a way that works for you most of the time, right? Mm-hmm, Which is, mm-hmm. I think, what we're all trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about, right, the benefits of being plant based mm-hmm. and um the benefits that you have, have experienced through like finding this plant based way of life and with your husband because you said mm-hmm. he experienced many benefits right as this absolutely former yeah. navy seal yes. with a plant based lifestyle.
2: Yeah. So real quick, um I just wanna you mentioned um actually, I don't know who mentioned it, but someone mentioned cycles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. as a woman, that is such an important aspect of diet. And I love Elisa Vitti. Are you familiar with her?
1: Yes, we love her too.
2: So I've listened to both her books. I downloaded her program and it, it was such a life changer. And in my book, Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul, I, I touch on the cycles, but there's the follicular, the ovulation, the luteal, and the menstrual and eating you know for those cycles, I, my whole life since I can remember as a teenager and I've always eaten in cycles. So one week I'll be like super into one thing. And then the next week I'll be like, I hate that. And I never really understood why until reading her books and really learning about um, my cycle and what it means and why I'm craving different foods. And I feel like that has given so much of a like, I don't want to say a free pass, but it's like, hey, when you're in your follicular, you know, you're maybe wanting more vibrant light foods. And then when you're ovulating, it's more like your body can process raw foods and, you know, those kind of things better. When you're um ministrating and on your bleed, then that's like heavier stews and like grounding foods. And and it just makes so much sense to me. And I feel like that has helped me a lot. Um, find peace um also you know i'm not 100 percent plant-based i i don't eat just vegan or anything like that like i said i um i eat really clean i eat a plant-focused diet so most most of my meals are plant-based um, but i'll eat like amazing wild salmon here and there i'll eat you know eggs from my friend's farm um i'll eat a croissant because i love them you know, yeah. so, so that, and my how we work it at home, well, you ask about my husband, and I remember um he got back from Afghanistan from a really long eleven month deployment, and he was inflamed, he was um his eye whites were yellow, he had been eating just the worst food, which is a whole other topic about the military and the food that served these men and women, but um he was super toxic and it was really cool to see the change in him from eating plant focused diets. So he's doing really clean meats but also a ton of plants and juices. And that was so cool to see the change in him. And really his performance, everything um other teammates of his started coming to me for diet, you know, for programs because they wanted the performance that he was getting and he's also kind of a freak of nature but (laughs) but his performance changed with the way that he was you know eating so I think that's really cool and my kids so I have two kids I have a six-year-old and a 10-month-old and I have zero restrictions on what they eat I try to keep them you know eating weed 100% organic most of the time Um, and I try to limit sugar and those kind of things, of course we eat, but, um, I make all the meals at home and I let them enjoy and never trying to restrict or anything. And Mm -hmm. like my little girl, she loves salmon. She's 10 months and she just got her two teeth. And, you know, I'm like, gosh, okay. When Henry was born, would I have let him have that? Because I was still in this very, like, vegan is the way, like, this is what we have to do in order to be healthy and support the planet, which I have, um, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to do things. And so it's been really just, I think, healthy for my family too, for me to find this piece. Um my business is primarily plant-based, but we also offer eggs um, and we offer collagen protein, whey protein, mm-hmm. really well sourced, all organic. Um so I've tried to incorporate always the way that I'm living into whatever I'm doing um, in my books or in my business, um, because I feel like that's the authentic way for me to do it. And, um, it's, it's been, it's been really fun.
0: We wanted to take a quick moment away from this episode to share an exciting new discount code we have with energy bits. Energy Bits is a company that sells bits of whole food, edible algae, spirulina and chlorella for vitality, immunity, energy, recovery, beauty, and more. Energy Bits are sustainable, non-GMO, and provide pure, safe, protein-packed, plant-based nutrition from real food. Everything from the company is consciously and sustainably sourced, and they only sell the highest quality spirulina and chlorella. This edible algae is also the most alkaline and nutrient dense food in the world and is used by professional athletes and wellness enthusiasts alike. These little bits pack a major punch.
1: Erica and I are currently taking energy bits daily, blended into our smoothies, mixed into a dairy free yogurt bowl, or taken individually as tablets with our other daily superfood supplements. We both have been using the vitality bits specifically to boost our immune system and overall health. Vitality Bits are 50% chlorella and 50% spirulina and it is really unmatched in its nutrient profile. I also really love the Beauty Bits, which promote glowing skin, better energy, and total beauty from the inside out. If you want to try Energy Bits, you can save 20% on your order when you visit energybits.com and use the code CWpodcast at checkout. Let us know what you think and tag us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. We know you will love the products as much as we do. You can also check out the direct link in our show notes. Now back to the episode. The new book, love your
2: body, feed your soul. I really like that is the way I eat. Yeah. The recipes in that, that is, and like my philosophy part of it, that is truly just where I'm at. I cook from that book all the time. And, um, so I feel like if people are curious what I'm yeah. doing, that is it. Like that is the way we eat.
1: So for anybody listening, obviously they can't see it, but I have, you know, this beautiful copy of Summer's book and it's, you. Uh, you know, Erica and I were talking about this earlier. We get so many books, we get to read. I mean, it's wonderful. Part of the perks of the podcasting job is that we get all these like beautiful resources sent to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I have to say, we were kind of gushing over it how beautiful it is too like actually mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful book. It's so it's it's lovely to read and the way you structure it too with um, you know, it's not just a recipe book. It's not just a cookbook, although there are amazing, yeah. delicious looking mm-hmm. recipes in it. But um it's sort of holistic in a lifestyle thing. So it goes, you know, um, and we'll link we'll link this So anyone can check it out, but you know, there's a beauty section, how to make clean beauty products from, from things you might have at home to um, you go, you talk about hormones and cycles Mm -hmm. to even there's a section on motherhood. So if anybody is a mom who wants to, or parenting, Um, so it's really, and then self-care rituals and all different aspects of just sort of cleaning, cleaning up your life maybe in, in sort of a more holistic approach to it, but also, um, just really like different aspects that are important, right? It's not just about green smoothies.
2: Exactly, and that's what I wanted to cover. It was just it felt like, um, gosh, I wish I had this book when I was twenty three and going through all these things, and I, I wanted to write that, and I wanted a book that I could refer to myself when I'm going through things right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. You use your own cookbook. It's pretty, yeah. <laughs> No, it's great. And I think that's why, like when you do come from a plant focused diet and you make choices from that place, from a place of health, you do like you shared with your husband, like inflammation, skin, right? Your gut starts healing Mm -hmm. because all of those plants like feed. I'm obsessed with gut health. I'm a gut health nerd. But
2: Have you heard of IOM? Have you done biome? No. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. I'll have to share that. Biome is an awesome for anybody who's yes. super interested in gut health. It's a gut test. So um, you do it at home. I think it's $125 and it'll tell you all your microbiome gut activity. It is oh amazing. Gosh. It is. I, I just learned about it not too long. ago. My whole, I had my so whole family nice. do it. Yeah. Tell you what I foods really- you can have, like what you shouldn't
0: yeah. have. I did a test like that. So I don't I haven't done biome, but I did like um a gut panel and it uh-huh. was fascinating Isn't to it? see what was going on. But it is like when you are plant focused, like you know, like if you're coming back from Afghanistan or if uh-huh. you live, like, you know, I think obviously not to that extreme, but I think a lot of Americans do live a really toxic lifestyle, yes. you know, where it's fast food or um you know, primarily farm raised meats and different things. And of course, like you are what you do most of the time. But I think, unfortunately, what a lot of people do most of the time is not take care and honor their bodies. And um, I think when you switch to being like, yeah, you can have like the croissants and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all of that. But when you're, I, I, when I started studying the gut microbiome, and I learned that if you are able to heal your gut, you know, primarily too with this plant-focused mm-hmm, um mm-hmm these plant focused foods, you only have to eat most of the time that way. I think it was something like 70% of the time. Um, the book, the microbiome diet really helped me. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. it was a great resource, but it talked about like, you could go off of it or you could like eat whatever you want for like three days a week and you'll be fine. Like you won't Mm -hmm. have the brain fog or the inflammation if your gut is healed. Right. So it's just so fascinating. So I think a lot of times, like obviously people do different things for diets and weight loss, but I think if you are looking for something for health, going plant focused or Mm -hmm. plant-based really change you long-term. And then you can, you know, enjoy the cake and the cookies and not just feel like shit the next day.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like well, the gut microbiome is such a, that's a whole other podcast. I <laughs> like there's so much there. Um, you know, they call it the second brain for a reason. Mm-hmm. i It takes, um, you know, they've done studies and I'm not going to be good at quoting who, but... <laughs> I know you can look it up and there's studies done on the gut microbiome and your emotions and what you're, it's not just what you're feeding your body. It's what you're feeding your mind and what you're feeding your ears and your eyes and like really how you're living, um, holistically. And I, um, I just always in the book too, it's like, like happiness and that is, nourishment too that's a superfood also you know so I talk about that in my book it's like you don't want to get on this like really it can if you have like a sugar addiction or something it can be iffy but yeah if you know how to balance then you know having those cookies and that cake here and there when it really feels like it's the right thing for you and it's joyful yes but yeah. if there's something undercurrent or you're eating that that's where like for me the work is it's like well, what do I really need right now? Because sometimes like yesterday I was making these awesome brownies cause we're doing this meal plan delivery right now around town for people during this time. Um, and I made these walnut brownies with this icing and I was like wanting to eat 12 of them. And so <laughs> I knew that that wasn't what I really needed. I knew there was something else going on and I needed to check in with myself before, you know, I went down the sugar rabbit hole. It's maple syrup. It's so good. Sugar too. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and, and it was, there was definitely stuff going on for me. And so I needed to clear that first, you know, right. I needed to have that clearing and that like honest chat with myself around like what was actually going on.
1: You right. Know? And when you have that, you no longer want 12 brownies. No, because, because you love because yourself. Nobody. <laughs> right. And no body, like no actual yeah. body wants 12 brownies. No.
2: No. And and I catch myself all the time, you know? I still well, catch myself all the time.
0: And yeah. sometimes
2: I don't. Sometimes I eat 12 brownies and, and then I and deal I, with the repercussions. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think that's a really like great point too because this this work cuz similarly, right? Like you've been doing this work for a long time. So you can get to that place now where you're like, "Ooh, this 12 brownie craving is coming from <laughs> not the best place. But I think some people listening or some people in life, like they don't have that awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Because it they takes, just want that, yeah. that immediate kick in the sugar and they don't understand where it's coming from. But, you know, um, for me too, as an emotional eater who, you know, has been there, um, it, the awareness is what is like the power is in the awareness. And that oh, takes yeah. – time. So it's true. Like for anybody listening, if you're not there yet, just keep going. And sometimes it does take eating 12 brownies to develop the awareness for the next time the craving comes up. Right. So sometimes I'm all about to like, (laughs) don't punish yourself. And don't like, if you ate 12 brownies, like tomorrow's the next day. It's just like, I always think about this, like one healthy meal, like one great day of eating does not make you healthy or skinny or Mm -hmm. any of these looking for. And if you eat 12 brownies one day, it's not going to destroy you. Like if you go there. Right. So, um, for anybody who is in it and in the work right now, like you're going to get through, but I think like, if you can be kind to yourself, especially right now, (laughs) you know, um, it's just, it's just really important.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I feel like having those times when you do eat those 12 brownies i'm actually thinking of a time when i was like deep in this just lonely isolated time uh self isolating just because i was you know not because of a pandemic but um, and i i had made souffle in my little apartment in San Francisco, and I was like, I think I had gone two weeks without seeing anyone or talking to anyone, and I was like in this really kind of dark place, and I remember eating like four soufflés, you know, and feeling so miserable and so like self-loathing, you know, like hating myself for eating them, but also hating myself if I, you know, I just felt terrible. And um, I get that. Yeah. And it's such a shitty place to be, but it's also just part of the growth. You know, I look back on that and I'm like, gosh, that was such a formidable time for me. Like there were so many things going on within me that I needed to go through and I needed to feel those feelings and I needed to experience that miserable self-loathing. And I'm not there anymore, but I have moments still when I, when I, am upset or mulling myself. It still happens. Right.
1: Um, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about, you know, we, we've we touched on it. We've touched on the book and like this sort of journey that w- led you to the work that you currently do. I'd mm-hmm. also love to talk a little bit about your um your shop and oh, what you guys do yeah. there, but also your uh, superfood line as well. Yeah. Well, local juicery,
2: was born out of my love for plant-based eating and, you know, vibrant food and health and wellness and also born out of necessity because we were in the military and I just was looking at our life 10 years down the line and seeing that I didn't want that. And I had never wanted to have kids and be in the military, but Henry came while we were still in the military. So I um we were in San Francisco visiting. Henry was nine months, I remember, because he had just started kind of walking. And um, my husband was detoxing off of caffeine. He had just come back from his Afghanistan second deployment and um, was miserable. He was so miserable. I could just feel it in him. And I look back on those pictures and I see it, just his deep um, you know, the trauma that comes from being in war. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, is this our life? Like, are we going to just be going through these PTSD detoxes and like all this stuff that comes over and over again? And, um, I remember right then I, I can look back on Facebook because I remember on Facebook, I was like, okay, I'm opening a juice bar. And, does anyone have any names that they you know, like I had been wanting to do this for a long time. So it had been living in me and I was creating recipes, but I was like, do I do it in San Diego where we are? Do I just do meal plans for people? I was trying to figure out what the right thing to do, but I just remember it was like, I'm opening a juice bar, I'm moving to Sedona and taking my kid and this is what we're doing. And that's what I did. And wow. um it wasn't easy because it potentially could have torn our family apart my husband had to, it did for a while. My husband had to stay in San Diego and finish out his time in the military and decide if he wanted to stay in the military or not. And he was so sweet and supportive to me. Um, he would come on the weekends, he'd drive from San Diego to Sedona, just like an eight hour drive yeah. and help me juice and help me, you know, just figure things out because I had never owned a business before. It was so crazy to just be thrown into this. And I had done like pop-ups for six months before we opened to test the market and see. And we'd sell out within 30 minutes. Like people were just really into it. And I'd be juicing. I had like Henry with his little headphones on, like uh, ear protectors on. I was using my little Norwalk to do all these pop-ups. So we opened, I think March 5th of 2015. And um, it's been going since then we're still open right now even in the midst of this craziness um we do all organic cold pressed juices um smoothies milks like avocado toasts of course because what would we we wouldn't be a juice bar without those. um acai bowls pitaya bowls we do um i think our waffles are probably our most popular thing they're really mm-hmm. yummy um we make everything in shop. Um, all organic like the quality is very important to me we have two locations one's in Sedona and one's in Flagstaff and then we're working on one for Scottsdale Um, in the near-ish future we'll see how this whole thing rides out <laughs> but we uh, we also just launched a product line which we have the glow power we have our my favorite ceremonial grade matcha and um tycoon shrooms which is like a mushroom chocolate blend and the glow power is a super high vitamin c blend i use that that one's my favorite i it's kind of a blend of everything i've been using um, that i love for healthy skin and just immune boosting and Mm -hmm. collagen protecting like it's it's awesome um so that's been really fun and we're about to launch a couple new things too our waffle mix i told you our waffles are so popular um that we decided we're going to do a waffle mix so people can take mm-hmm. it home with them or everyone's always asking us for that. So that I'm really excited about to finally offer that to people.
1: That is exciting. And it's, yes. it's cool to see how your personal journey and all the ups and downs in the, you know, with your own sort of way of nourishing yourself has led to your work, you know, that mm-hmm. you get oh, to yeah. now share and nourish other people through it.
2: I'm so grateful. And I always feel like, you know, sometimes your pain, I guess, and your suffering can become your passion and your purpose, you know, and that's really what has happened for me. And I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not above it. I really, I truly feel like um, eating disorders, it's not something that just goes away Mm -hmm. and it can transfer very easy to other things. It can transfer to over-exercising. It can transfer to overworking. It can transfer to uh, over-parenting, you know, so you really have to keep for me, I have to stay really present and really conscious and continue to do the work every day and make that my, you know, my focus and never let my, you know, I can't get too overly focused on anything. And that's just, I've accepted that's part of my life, you know, is just keeping myself in constant balance and check and talking about it with my family, Mm, you know, like sharing, Hey, I'm really struggling this week with my eating. Like I'm feeling really, or, you know, this week I feel just terribly ugly, you know, like, because that happens. And then my husband, he's like so helpful and sweet. And like, Oh, you're, you know, he'll be like extra lovey with me that week or, you know, and so to have people like that, who you can talk to, and I hid it for so long, you know, because I was so shamed and I felt so like I didn't want to talk about it or Mm. be seen as uh, not perfect,
0: Mm. you know? Yeah. I think that's such an important point too, because all of this, like it can't live in the light, you know, it can live mm-hmm. in the light. Like you can still have your disordered eating or your disordered patterns, but, um, it's in the darkness that it really grows and where you feel alone and like you feel it's never ending. But once you start having, which is very difficult and very courageous, these conversations about your struggles with food, um, with loved ones or friends or, um, a professional, whoever, right? It's like once you start talking and giving it a voice, it can't. Um, it's different. I think that's a big step in in healing too. Honestly, because oh, yeah. it lives in the dark, right? And the second it's in the light, it's like the light takes out darkness, right? Oh, that's what the, the yes. sun does. The sun illuminates everything. That's so beautiful. We have to keep it into the light. Um, I do have a question though about juice because mm-hmm. this comes up a lot, and um, where it can be sugar, right? Like it can mm-hmm. come into your body as sugar. So what do you say to that, right? Like if mm-hmm. anybody is worried about the sugar content in juice, is there um, you know, there something you would say to that?
2: I guess it really just depends on each person's experience because yes, ju- ju- juice with fruit has sugar, has fruit sugar in it. Um, I personally drink two to three juices a day with fruit sugar in it. And I feel great. Um, Maybe someone with candida or like struggling with that kind of thing wouldn't feel good and should choose a juice that is just greens. There was a time when I was doing just greens, no sweet whatsoever. And for that time, it really worked for me. Um, I'm at a point in my life now where I feel really comfortable enjoying the fruit sugar. Um, There's so many different schools of thought on it. I really think it's just up to each individual to experiment Mm -hmm. Um, instead of taking what everyone says, because there's so many different ideas about it and just seeing how it feels in your body. So I would never recommend, you know, eating a normal standard American diet and drinking a lot of sugary juices even if they're organic and cold Um if you're eating a diet that's super high in greens and lots of vegetables and clean proteins um, and I then I think okay well there's a nice balance there you can enjoy those juices um, I think if cold pressed green juice with a little bit of apple and greens and that apple helps cut it it's delicious it feels good you get all that nutrients i mean you can get up to five pounds of fruits and vegetables in your cold pressed juice which is epic you think about how much that is um so i think there's just um the self trialing with that kind of thing and seeing how it feels in your body and eating really balanced um, and thinking, okay, um how much sweet have I had already today? You know, right. and make just making that choice. Um, but it's a totally valid question and concern.
0: Oh, thank you. You answered it so beautifully as well. So thank you for sharing that. Cause there is, I think that's part of it too. There's so much information on mm-hmm. the internet, right? And oh my gosh. And There's so yes. many different <laughs> like, you know, foods of thought and you know mm-hmm. all that. I think it is, like you said, you really have to figure out what works for you. And if you're drinking juice and you feel great, then there's your answer. There's and if your you're answer. drinking juice yep. and you don't, there's your answer. So <laughs> absolutely, like, everything. So yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so before we wrap up, we have a couple questions that we always ask all of our guests. You've actually already answered one of them, but this one, um, we're curious, like, what does your self care within a day look like? Okay. <laughs> well you your
0: book, um, also right, like your book touches on you have self-care checklists and yes. rituals to stay grounded mm-hmm. and mantras and meditations, like to connect, right? I think it says to connect with the power within. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could also talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah. I would love
2: to. Um Well, just like my eating, my daily routine changes. And I feel that's so healthy for me. Um, getting into one way of doing things. Oh, and Elisa Beauty, she talks about the infradian rhythm versus the circadian rhythm, Mm -hmm. which is uh, infradian rhythm is only for women. So women don't have that. And I just see that again, so much in myself, which is things are always changing. It can't just be the same. And that's just been such a theme for me, um, which I I'm so grateful for, but like right now in this warmer weather that we're having here in Arizona, my morning rhythm looks like I co-sleep with my little girl. So we wake up and we nurse and she's adorable and I just adore her for a little bit. And if I wake up before her, um, I do a little in bed meditation and a little gratitude checklist of just things I'm feeling super activated and grateful for. Um, then we, my son, my, my son comes in and my husband and I and the kids snuggle for a little while, which has been so sweet. Just that is heart opening right there. So that's the best part of my morning. Um, then I always take, I get up, I do a liposomal vitamin C, um, in water. I always do that. It's like daily. Um, and then I do my little vitamin pack, whatever I am choosing to do that day, whatever I'm not out of. Um. <laughs> then right lately I've just been going out in my underwear and <laughs> standing in the sun because that's the best thing you can do. I feel like from the morning just to get charged up. If it's cloudy, I have a juve, which is a red light therapy. Um, which I use when it's cloudy or when I'm not eating enough sun or if I'm on the computer a lot. Um, and then usually after that it's, um, making a chocolate shake because it makes me happy. So I make, a, usually a frozen banana with some raw cacao from chocolate tree here in town. It's the best cacao in the world. It's Ecuadorian. It's just really good and deep. Ooh. Um, I do probably more than the normal person, which is like two tablespoons of <laughs> cacao, and I love it. But I put like cordyceps and reishi and hishuwu and all the you know, all that good stuff in there. I put our uh, the glow power and also like the brain stuff from the juice. I forget what it's called. It's the brain powder. I like that one a lot. Um, so then I blend all that up. Oh, there's green powder in there too. And that I'm usually sipping while I'm working or like, um, we've just launched these meal plans, which I was talking about. So I've been doing them, um, with two other women that I employ at local juicery, and that has been so fun to just be creative and working on food again in um, in my shop. So we've been doing that. That's usually my work and then answering emails and that kind of thing. Kind of, we're going to be homeschooling my son. So we're kind of starting to do a little bit of that. And that's part of my day. Um, lunch is usually a big, huge salad with tons of, I love a good, well-massaged kale salad. Mm. It's Very, very delicious. So dressing is everything. I feel like if you can get the dressings down in a plant-based and plant-inspired diet, then that's awesome. Which I put a lot of dressings in my, in my book, um, that I go to that I lean on. And then I love to like all day long, I'm cooking. It's just a big part of my life. We'll usually go on a hike when it's nice out. We live in hiking paradise. So that's, um, usually my workout is a long hike or a little like high intensity training. I love Simone. What's her name. Body by Simone. It's an app. I love it. Too. Yeah. It's like, it's so great because, um, with the baby, I can just turn it on. She has this mommy and me one too, where you can do it with the baby. And so I do that. Um, and my husband just installed a pull-up bar in our living room, which I have mixed feelings about, but I've been <laughs> doing those and like the leg lifts so that, you know, I'm still postpartum and I, I, um, have just given myself a lot of time this, this time around to just be where I'm at. And it has, um, been so great because I've gotten to love my body in a different way. I really love my body. And not because it's perfect, but because it's given me the two most beautiful children. And because it has gone through crazy births, both insane in their own right. And um, it's kept me alive. And I just feel so much gratitude for it and for every part of it where my stretched out stomach and where like it's beautiful to me and I've never been in that place before and so I thank my daughter every day for that And um, I'm just every morning when I'm standing out there naked I'm just like oh my gosh I feel freedom in a way that I never had before um so, sorry, getting back into the day. Then it's usually dinner time, like cooking dinner with my family and listening to music. My son loves a Sandlot soundtrack. That's wants mm-hmm. so good Friday music. <laughs> it's such a good music. It, it, yeah, no, the soundtrack's great. So, we put that on and we, like, we don't drink or anything. We're, like, just super boring in that way but we enjoy a lot of fun with family um like friday this is friday so we'll be cooking up some kind of stew or something and i listen to music henry loves to do my i do funny dances and that just is a great way to wind up the night um we don't have like this super tight rhythm we're not into any kind of like you know sleep training or anything like that it's just very what feels right and um, mm-hmm which usually is eight 30. Everyone's winding down and going to bed myself and Mike included. But on Mondays we watch Westworld. (laughs) And uh, we have our shows that we watch together. That's nice to spend some time together read. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of the, the day to day and changing, you know, a little bit here to there. Oh, I also, I have this, um, I wear an aura ring, which is a heart rate monitor and, um, sleep tracker. I keep it on blue. but it can be on Bluetooth, but I keep it on airplane mode just because I don't want the extra radiation from my body. Um, and th- that's a big part of my day t- too. It's been really helpful postpartum to kind of see what helps me sleep and what doesn't. Mm. Um, that's something I recommend to like everybody because it's been so cool to see. I've really got my sleep down. And as a new mom, um, I feel so lucky because I sleep really well. And this has been really helpful to see what works and what doesn't. So. um,
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Then the other one, which I think you've already answered sort of, is that if you had any book recommendations, um, so it could be on anything, obviously, Mm -hmm. other than your own book, which we read. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Um, Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul. But if there's anything, you know, you you recommended the other books that were kind of – important to your own journey. Yes. If there's an additional one that you'd like to throw out there. Absolutely. I
2: I love reading. Um, Well, actually it's been audible lately with the kiddo, but yeah. um, there is In the Flow, FLO by Elisa Vitti, which I'm reading right now and love it. There's um, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, Boundless by Ben Greenfield. Those are my three right now that I'm really loving. Um, I like um, kind of the biohacking stuff, but fitting it into a woman's life and body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one other that I can't think of right now. It's by Montauk Chia. It's about um, healing through sexual energy for women. Um, and it is not about sex in the way that, you know, sex is often portrayed, but about deep healing, um, using sexual energy and meditation and breathing and, um, tantric style Taoist philosophies. And it has been, um, mind opening read wow. for me. So yeah, that one is, um, cultivating female sexual energy. I think that's what it's called, but Montak Chia. So that one's great. Ah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for all of those incredible recommendations. <laughs> I'm a big reader too. So I will definitely, I've read some of those that you've mentioned, but um, I definitely awesome. want to check out that Montauk chia. Yeah, that sounds it's amazing. really cool. It's a really cool <laughs> read. Um, so for anyone listening who wants to find you, your book, follow mm-hmm. along, where can they find you on the internet?
2: They can find me at the because Summer Sanders was already taken. And they um, can find me on Instagram at um, at summer.sanders or at local juicery if they're interested. And um, my book is all over anywhere books are sold. Oops. Um, my first book, too, Raw, Raw and Radiant, which is a cool one, too, for smoothies and salads and yummy things like that. Uh, Amazon is usually where I direct people. <laughs>
1: It's good. Well, thank you again. We really enjoyed um, speaking with you today. Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to meet both of you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week.
0: Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.